Today we celebrate the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. The Sunday immediately following Pentecost and the Sunday prior to the celebration of Corpus Christi, sandwiched between the coming of the Holy Spirit and the, and the celebration of Christ giving himself in his body and his blood to us. For an understanding of the Most Holy Trinity, our minds as humans have a hard time grasping what the Trinity is all about. And when you go to actually uh, a classroom of third or fourth graders, you start to talk about the Trinity and you start to talk about God and his uh, omniscience, how he's all-knowing, how he's all-present, how he's all-loving, how he's been there from all time and actually created time, that there was never a time when he didn't exist, or excuse me, when, when creation didn't exist, and yet he did. And you can just see their minds start to melt, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about anymore. And I think for us, even as adults, it's the same way. And we just shake our heads, you're like, yeah, that's great. I get it. I understand it. No, we don't. We don't get it. It's very difficult for us who are in time to understand God. But the beautiful thing about our God is that he gives us glimpses into what the Holy Trinity, who the Holy Trinity is. And because when we read the scriptures, we know that God gives us himself through the word. He reveals himself through these writings that we have been given and it becomes divine revelation inspired by the Holy Spirit so that we know who God is. And in this divine revelation and how God reveals himself to us, and this word revelation actually has this idea of, a, of an unveiling as a bride when she is unveiled at the foot of the altar when she walks with her groom up the steps before the altar. And so God gives us this unveiling of himself in little ways throughout the scriptures. And it begins all the way in the beginning. It begins when God creates. And we hear that there is nothing. And God speaks. And something happens. And as God speaks, it says there is spirit hovered over the waters. As the spirit hovers over the waters... He then says, let us create man in our likeness and in our image. And so we know that when we are created, that we start to have glimpses of who God is because of who we are. And when he says that it is not good for man to be alone, but then says that it is very good when woman is created, we, give an e we get an even deeper glimpse of who God is. We begin to understand that what God desires is unity. That in God there is this oneness, there is this unity that exists between the three persons of the Holy Trinity. And this oneness or this unity that exists between the Holy Trinity is what God actually asks of us. In marriage between husband and wife there is meant to be a union, a unity, a oneness that comes in that coming together as husband and wife before the altar in the sacrament of marriage. And that first sacrament was actually marriage between 
Adam and Eve. Marriage is an efficacious sign instituted by Christ, entrusted to the church to give grace. What is the church but the bride of Christ? Christ, who existed from all time as the second person of the Trinity, was present when Adam and Eve were created. There was no sin in the world when they were created. Thus, they could have this perfect union as this perfect union existed in the Holy Trinity. And this love that exists between Adam and Eve, between man and woman, is the lover and the beloved and the love that exists. This three in one that is meant to exist between husband and wife even today. Unfortunately, and yet beautifully at the same time, God gives us free will. That's the beautiful part. Without free will, there cannot be love. We cannot choose to serve and to give ourselves to another without free will. And so why is there even the world? Free will. Why is there love in the world? Free will. It is good. It makes us like God. And yet, because of our failures as humans, it causes grave harm in the world as well. And so we see the entire Old Testament of God trying to restore this oneness of humanity by entering into covenants with them. As Adam and Eve fall into sin and desire for themselves to choose what is right and what is wrong, to choose what is good and what is evil, to decide for themselves what is best, sin enters in. And as sin enters in, we see this destruction almost immediately of this unity when Cain kills Abel. We see almost immediately the destruction of marriage as husband and wife look upon each other with lust and see how they can use one another for their own pleasures. And we see once again later how polygamy enters in and immediately this attack on this oneness of husband and wife. Why do you think Satan attacks husband and wife? Because it gives witness to the love that God has for himself and he gives witness to the Trinity. And if the, Satan can destroy that unity of husband and wife, then they start to not know who God is. When humanity falls away from God and Satan entraps them, they forget who God is and they desire to choose for themselves what is right and what is wrong. And if we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear when we look out into our world, what is under the most attack in our world today? Life. From conception to death, natural death. Marriage. And who man and woman are. The very fundamental things of the way that God creates us are under attack. Why are they under attack? Because Satan hates us. He hates what God has done for us. He doesn't want us to know God. And so if he can attack those fundamental things of who we are and tear those down, then we will forget who God is and what he has done for us and we will no longer turn to him and thus we will be sent into utter destruction and to hell. That is what Satan wants. 
And so he continues to pound to death. The marriage is not between husband and wife. That life begins sometime after birth. The male and female are not created to get to choose for yourself what is male and what is female. These foundational fundamental things that God has created are under attack. So we forget love of the Most Holy Trinity. The love, that interunion, personal communion that the Father has for the Son and the Son has the Father and that love between them is the Holy Spirit. Satan wants us to forget that. And yet we see this attack all throughout the Old Testament so that when Christ comes and ushers in this new covenant of the New Testament, the new covenant of Christ's death, and resurrection, ascension into heaven, sending of the Holy Spirit. He overcomes all of this misunderstanding and shows us the way to heaven, the way to the Father. So that we, as the sons and daughters of God, as the sons of God, we can say, as St. Paul says in the letter to the Romans today, that because we have received a spirit of adoption, we may cry out, Abba, Father. We, are, we become adopted sons of God by virtue of our baptism when we are united to Christ so we may share in all of the glory that the sacraments give us, all of the glory that the church gives us, so that we may be lifted into eternal life. God so loves us that He doesn't leave us in our destruction. He doesn't leave us in our sin, but He comes to redeem us. He pours Himself out so much in love that He is willing to die for us, to reveal to us fully what that love of God looks like. And we as Catholics take that idea of love and we put it in the front of our churches on the crucifix so that we have this constant reminder of who God is. And that love doesn't just remain in the sign through a crucifix, but we have it in actuality when we receive Him in the body and blood of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. So they continue to pour Himself out to show us that interior life of the Holy Trinity, which is love. And that complete and total gift of self that happens from God the Father to God the Son, the Son to the Father and the Holy Spirit is what we are meant to live out in our lives as well. That complete and absolute total gift of self that Christ pours out in the Eucharist never diminishing anything of who Christ is, and yet continuing to fully pour out Himself for us. And we can receive this love of God. Or we can turn away from this love of God. We can receive the love that shows us who we are meant to be. We can live out this love of what we are meant to live out. When we unite ourselves to Christ, we recognize that Christ, that God has a plan for our lives. We recognize that He has shown us the way to the Father 
We recognize that he is the architect of this entire universe. And the intimate details of that universe are then filled out by the way in which we live out this life. The architecture, the plans of this life are the commandments, they are the Beatitudes. But how we apply that to our lives is left to us. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we live out our life as Catholics in the church, receiving the fullness of graces through the sacraments to have the ability, to have the power to live this out in our daily lives. This is what the Holy Trinity is all about. He doesn't reveal Himself fully to us because our minds cannot grasp that. But He shows us the fullness of this love, the fullness of who He is through marriage, through Christ uniting Himself to the church, Christ the groom, the church the bride, this full gift of self of Christ to the church, the reception of this gift from the church and pouring herself back out to Christ. And it's not that marriage was created and then God said, well, I'm going to make it this way. Is that this is how God is and you are meant to imitate me. The love of husband and wife, the love of Christ and the church is the way that we are meant to live out as the Trinity loves in that interpersonal communion of love that the Trinity has in eternal life. Perfect gift of self. That's our calling. That's what the celebration of the Holy Trinity is all about. We have a high calling, my friends. We have a world that does not see the love of God we have a world that wants to tear apart what this love of God is all about. But it has been given to us and revealed to us through the scriptures, through the tradition, understood through the teaching of the magisterium for the last 2,000 years. And we have a duty to hand on this love to our children and to the generations that come after us. Let us live this gift of the Most Holy Trinity. Let us live this gift of love in our lives. And let us pass it on as Christ intends for us, as he tells us in the Gospel today from Matthew. To recognize our love, to recognize our sonship in the Father, and to bring others into that sonship to share this love of God that we are meant to share.